we're recording. How are you doing today, Emily? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, again, thanks for doing the podcast. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's always interesting when I sit down with new people who have never done a podcast and are nervous because then I got to try to extract things from them. Um, but it, you're brave for doing it. So Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, you reached out to me um, because you wanted to promote an event you have going on. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from the Lansing area, born and raised? No, I was born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. Wow. What brings you to Lansing? <laughs> um, my husband is the pastor of Christ Community Church, and um, so he took the position here a little over a year ago, and so we hopped up here from the south. Wow. So where is that located at? It's on Capitol and Ionia. Uh, okay, so, so downtown. Mm-hmm, right downtown. It's one of the beautiful, it's a 125-year-old Is that uh, the one building. right next door to the Capitol? No. Um, so... If you're looking at the Capitol for Michigan Avenue, just to your right, the first one is the Methodist. Mm, okay. Which, and then we're right next to it. Oh, okay. We've got the big bell tower. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was curious because a couple of years ago, I um, I was on strike. Uh, we're on strike right now, too. But uh, I guess so I guess four years ago, I helped a guy build a, a set for a play that was being held at a church down there. And I, I think it might have been the Methodist church, but... It was Maybe. A beautiful, beautiful church. Yeah, they're all beautiful. Yeah. They're all beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're a pastor's wife. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what is that what is that life like? Um, it's very rewarding and it's also very difficult too. Um, because you get to serve God every day. You get to serve other people, you get to serve our community, which is what we're doing with our event. Um, and you also have the opportunity to deal with many different personalities and struggles. Downtown churches right now are really struggling. Why is that? The, um, um, it's, it's, um, you want to join? (laughs) He really can answer that better than I can. How about you jump in? Um, for everybody listening, this is uh, Tim. All right, Tim, uh, Emily's husband. He's the pastor. Uh, it should. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of it is just really established congregations that have a lot of their members have moved into more suburban communities, and we as pastors of all these churches have not done an excellent job of reaching the people that live in that greater Lansing area right there around the capital. And so as we've kind of lost people to some of the churches that kind of moved out into the suburbs, we haven't done a good job bringing more people in. And so we're right now we're doing a lot of revitalization efforts to do what some people would say crazy and unique things like starting a comedy club on our lower level to try to, you know, to get people into the building and into a church in that community that might never think of entering into a church building to show that it's a, it's a safe place. And we're, we're fun, interesting people that are safe. Yeah, absolutely. So you you mentioned that you started a comedy club. 
so it's obviously clean comedy. I think I've it seen is. some it advertisements is. for that in the Lansing area. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is that like? I mean, how do you find those comedians? It's got to be hard, right? To it find is, clean it is hard. comedians. We've, um, we've had a couple really great ones. We've had Andy Beningo, which was, uh, he is named the best comedian in Detroit. Wow. He travels the country. He's done about, what is it, uh, 3,500 shows at this point in his career. Um, so he's pretty pretty well known in the clean comedy realm, and then we've had Bill Baronke uh, is another one that's a former ESPN broadcaster that travels the country, does cruises, that kind of thing. But wow. clean comedy is tough, and we're trying to branch out now with our new fall schedule. It's going to be coming out with more local acts that can do at least fifteen minutes of clean yeah. comedy. I mean, it's okay if it's a little bit edgy, but obviously being <laughs> in a church, we can only go so far. So right, right. now if there's anybody's listening that's in the comedy to let me know and we'd love to put you on stage. How often do you guys do that? We, we've been doing about once a month. We're going to try to go into a more weekly thing okay. coming up here pretty soon, but in the past once a month. And have you guys seen success with that, with the like people showing up to we it? We have, we have. For the for the biggest one, which was Andy, when he came, we had a sold out crowd. Wow. We had a great atmosphere. Uh, we tried to do one in July when a lot of people were gone and out, you know, visiting, and that one kind of struggled a little bit. So we kind of put it off for a couple months. But but um, each one before that has built upon the one before it, and and the attendance has gone up for each one. And so we're trying to get into the apartment complexes that are across the street and invite the people there to come in and at a discounted rate. We just sell tickets for $10 a piece. Mm. So it's a it's a fun thing for people that maybe have teenagers or something and want something different to do where they yeah. don't have to worry about what they're going to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of gives, I mean, like you mentioned teenagers. It gives them like uh, an experience that you typically wouldn't get as a teenager until you're an adult. Right. So you kind you kind of can right. learn the art form of uh, being a comedian or right. like seeing that. And yeah. yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. With your family. Right. Absolutely. Right. With your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's one thing that Lansing has struggled with is comedy clubs for some reason. I don't know why. I love comedy. I'm a huge fan of comedy. Yeah. I've had comedians on the show and, uh, yeah, it's, it's rough. I, there's been a couple comedy clubs since, uh, what, what was the one? Um, the 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 big the bigger one that closed down on the north side of Lansing I can't remember the name of it now but anyways yeah that one closed down and then ever since then there has been a couple that popped up but they just they're never successful for some reason it's interesting yeah because like I think comedy's big it's bigger than ever it's huge. now yeah it's huge I mean yeah. there there's so many comedy events everywhere um, all the time and so clean is harder to find and it's hard to find comedians who can work clean because it's it's a lot easier to make people laugh when you can kind of push the edges a little bit there but right. i mean when you can do it in a clean way it's a it's a beautiful thing to get a whole family together and laugh together without costing much money and right you know, that yeah kind of thing. absolutely and and that kind of uh brings you guys into the community more and interacting more with the community um so i guess with that said how do you you, you you mentioned that you're doing a self-defense thing um, here in Lansing. for Is it just for women? It's set up for just for women, but we've had a couple of uh, gentlemen register. So I don't know if they're going to attend or not. We're not going to kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a safe place that we have, um, you know, the, the instructors that are coming, it'll be, it's uh, two men and a, and a female coming in to 
participate. You know, the whole purpose is to provide a safe place for people to have a positive experience inside our church, inside a church. Maybe they haven't been to church in 10, 15 years, but they do have a positive experience at church in a safe, safe place. They will feel the love of Jesus um, without being like they're being interrogated or judged or anything like that. We just, we just want to hug and love on them and teach them some skills. Yeah, absolutely. And it self-defense is so important. Um, what was, what is the reasoning behind that? Was it just, just you thought about like pe- people being able to protect themselves is important and that's kind of the catalyst as to why you're getting these people in. What, why self-defense? Yeah, it's really fun to do. Um, and women laugh. Uh, we, we like to have fun, like Tim said. And, but um, they get out there and it's in, a, it's, in a, it's in a way they feel comfortable and they can relax and take a deep breath uh, and actually learn something and skills to protect themselves hopefully they're more aware of what's going on. And so the first one that I'd ever done, um, we did in Little Rock and we had tutus and (laughs) something. (laughs) Um, But they learned the self-defense. They got to laugh. um, They learned some techniques and skills. They learned how to make themselves aware of their environment you know now teenagers or even adults are walking across the street with their head down and their phone they're not mm, they've got their huge their, problem <laughs> they've got their earphones in so they can't even hear if someone's walking up behind them so it just makes everybody more aware uh, in addition to that knowing skills for identity theft or you know self-defense and taking care of ourselves and making ourselves be confident is also very important um, and having self-defense and understanding, really understanding what the Bible says about um, taking care of ourselves. You know, as women, we don't take care of ourselves. We are the, we let ourselves go first. Um, and we have zero boundaries. Um, some are better than others. I am one that was not very good at it. I'm getting better. But that's one of the most important things we can do for ourselves is learning how to have those boundaries and um, and still being able to love others. And be, just because we have boundaries doesn't mean we're not loving anyone or we're not being, we're being selfish. Um, we have to take care of ourselves because if we don't, then we can't take care of those that we love so much. One of, um, I've, I've interviewed so many people, but some of my favorite people to interview on the podcast are fighters. I've had fighters on, I had, um, Kevin, this guy, his name's Kevin Ross. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's world champion in Muay Thai. One of the most hardcore people you'll ever meet. He won a world title with broken ribs. Gosh. And he went into the fight with broken ribs. Like knowing they were broken, he was like, I'm going to fight anyways. And one of the most like intense people you'll ever meet. But one of the most loving, friendly, caring, and confident people too as well. And then I've had Michael Gilmore, who's a UF, he was a in the UFC. I don't know if he still is, but um, he lives here locally, and he was on the podcast. Same thing. They literally call him the gentleman. That's his fighting name because he is so friendly. I love like, that. And you sit down and talk with him. You're like, you feel intimidated because you're like, this guy's like, he kills people for a, li- <laughs> a living. Um, but he's one of the nicest guys, and that's one thing that uh, I've I've done jujitsu and I've trained. I've actually trained with. Uh, people that train UFC fighters and it 
it's crazy because like you you look at these people as like being so sad like so savage but they're like the nicest people and then the camaraderie that comes along with it and the sense of community that you build when you're with these people is next to none and it's like that in almost any sport and anything you do when you interact with people and you're being physical but in like a caring like fun type of way it it builds like the sense of community it's so important for a lot of people yeah it's because they understand their boundaries and they're confident within their boundaries and what right. they're capable of doing and they know that they could hurt somebody yeah um, and when you're respectful of that kind of power and confidence i think that just lifts you up to uh, that higher level absolutely so you had mentioned there's going to be a couple trainers there uh what kind of martial arts are they going to be teaching jujitsu um, Kav McGraw oh, or Kav cool. McGraw, McGraw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Damon gives me a hard time cause, um, but it's premier martial arts is okay. the Inokamis. Inokamis. Correct. Yeah. My son attends there. And so I've gotten to know the group quite well. Uh, Damon has served, uh, several tours, special forces, wow. um, just done a lot for us here and, um, has, like you said, has one of the kindest, um, most caring hearts for these kiddos to just be, to learn, you know, to push themselves, to um, also create those boundaries, how to live life in a way where they just have to be defensive, not offensive, and um, have confidence. And Eric, too, um, they're just a great group of people that really care about the kiddos. That's very sure. cool. I I uh, also interviewed this other guy. His name's uh, Brent Magnuson, and he is a former uh, vet or in, in from the army. But one of the things he talked about was, you know, it's imp- and he he owns a, a, per- a personal protection uh, business. So he was talking about that, and he was talking about how like it's important to learn all the different skills when you're you know in self defense. You know, learning how to fight, learning how to defend people off, and and whatnot. Uh, he's like, but the most important skill is emotional intelligence and learning how to like verbally get Absolutely. people to disengage from a situation. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason we have our son in karate is the discipline and the emotional intelligence. Cause I might have a little, you know, I might be a little emotional or uh, things like that. And I want him to have to learn those things a lot sooner than I, than I did. That's, that and the strength and flexibility and things like that. But that was the whole purpose of putting him in karate. Yeah. And yeah, it builds, like you said, discipline and confidence and so many different things. Mm-hmm. Teaches you how to handle other people and disengage situations. And yep. it's so important. Even just knowing the right words to say to someone you feel threatened to is such a strength. Yeah. Um, and that'll be one of the things they cover at the event. And I think that... Like from experience, I think when you can carry yourself with confidence, people automatically will disengage with you because they know that you're a confident person and they don't know why, but they know that like, oh, because the way this person's carrying themselves, he's not a target. He shouldn't be a target. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I want women to feel safe going into anywhere. um, Yeah. Overall in in their work workplace you know um so I also I have a full-time real not a real like a full-time job as well and it is um um I am uh, being female I'm one of the you know fewer of me in the profession right and um so you have to be able to just be able to walk up and be confident and 
Yeah. And take care of that. That's one of the things that I really want to make sure uh, everybody has, not just women, but everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I think women need it a lot, especially in the workplace. Cause like men are the majority in most places. I work in a factory. So, um, on like, uh, the majority level of women are equal to the men as far as like pay and everything like that. But still it's almost like there's that divide, you know, there is. Yeah. And in, in my world, um, you know, I, I have to tell them you, you pull yourself up to the table. One of my favorite books that I've read is called lean in by Sheryl Sandberg. And it talks about her struggles of becoming a confident, powerful woman. You know, she's part of Facebook and another of those and one of her things was you pull your chair up to the table and act like you belong there because you do belong there. And when you leave, you do not pick up the coffee cups. You do not wipe the table down. You know, <laughs> you're a professional too. They've got other people that come in and do that. Um, you park in the front. You, you, know, you, you put yourself in the place where you belong. Right. You'd be a boss. You'd be a boss. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, I want all the women to feel like they are the boss yeah. when they walk in. we got God. We got our husbands or spouses or significant others, and um, and we're in charge. So, is this the first event that you're you guys hosted like this? It's the first event we've done publicly to you know beyond the the comedy club. Now we will have Tim will be performing there just to kind of help everybody loosen up and relax. Um, do you do comedy? I do. I do. I oh. I. I, I I do my best at it, and so, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's going to be a really scary thing to do a 15-minute bit to Oof. a huge room full of ladies as a male comedian. That'll be fun. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Whatever happens, happens, um, but that'll that's probably worth coming to the event just, it just is. to see me try to do that. Yeah. That's, usually, that's going to be a thing. Usually, I am the um, a lot of his material. Oh, you know, yeah. he has to, <laughs> so he's going to have to behave himself because they're all, they're all going to be the boss, right. Of sitting up there yeah. and, and stuff. So I, I can't, I love it. I enjoy watching him perform and, and, um, our son gets up there too. Sometimes we wow. invite kids to come up and perform too. And that's very cool. Tell jokes. Uh, so anyway, so we'll do the, we're going to open with the comedy and then we'll do the, um, while the comedy's going on, everybody's going to get a uh, board and they're going to get to color their board. And my favorite thing about that is what are your struggles? What are your frustrations? What do you want to push through? Um, what do you need to beat? And they get to write all of that on the board. So while we're doing that and Tim's doing the comedy, um, and then uh, the premier martial arts will come on and do this the training. And then after that, we'll break the boards. Uh, They're going to cool. show them how to break the boards. And so we have the music on and um, we That's video it all. Yeah, the board wow. breaking is awesome. You know, we we did this at a previous place a, a while back, and that was to see the ladies get up there thinking that they can't break a board. Mm. Nobody thinks they can do it, and so they go up there. They're excited. They're nervous. They don't know what's going to happen, and then to just see them like the confidence, like y'all talked about, to just kind of let that confidence take a hold of them, and to just let it rip, and to see it break, and. So many of them will jump up and down and scream and <laughs> yeah. go take that. And, you know, I think the board represents something to everybody. Yeah. You know, breaking that board, you're breaking some kind of barrier. Well, that's something kind of that's holding you back. That's probably the purpose of writing on the board, right? It is. Writing, like, what you want to break through. And, it is. Yeah. yeah. I have, um, 
I went to a corporate event when we broke the boards and I've carried that with me. I've had it almost 16 years now. Uh-huh. Um, but anybody that I feel like has helped me break through another board, I have sign. Um, so I've got that's it sitting cool. on my desk at work. Um, and so that's what I encourage them to do too. You know, anybody that's going to help you through any of this, let's have them sign, write a prayer. Um, but let's, let's work together and, and get you through all of this. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's so crazy. I mean, I, I've never broke a board, but I think. <laughs> you should join us. We'll let you break a board. When is the event? It's October 14th. It's a Saturday. Okay. It's yep. from five to seven. Uh, there's several events going on around town. Um, but There's always events going I on. I know, <laughs> I know. But you and your wife, y'all are all welcome to okay. join us. The kids are coming. We've got, and um, the young ladies, girls are welcome too, to come. I've got several kids that I know are coming. Okay. Cool. So this this event is open up to the public. It's not just women like you had mentioned earlier. It's for anybody. I, I we say women's event, but it, it's a women's event. But we're <laughs> not going to um, turn anybody away. No. And if yeah. somebody really wants to to be involved, we're not there to question anybody or ask. You know, you're. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely not. You also mentioned Lansing PD is going to be there. What are what are they going to be doing? Yes, Officer Rudd um, is going to uh, be attending with them one other just to be as a resource of we're safe and we're a, a place that you can come and be safe. Just to keep things kind of kosher, good. Yeah, good. yeah. Well, just and just to, um, as a reminder, right? The police are are there to help take care of us and protect us. And, and they're right. going to have things there. And then he also um, has invited a group of women to join us. And then we've got uh, the CARE project, which is for um, spousal um, domestic abuse support. They're to know and learn what can be done and protect and taken care of. Working on uh, the cybersecurity Social Security Administration for identity theft. So yep. what? let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Because what is what does that entail? What does that look like? How are you going to teach how to protect yourself against that? It's really going to be here are pamphlets or here, if you have questions, here are some questions. Here's some um, facts, the FAQs for you. Uh, I'll introduce them. I'll make sure everybody has the information to look at, but just to be aware, because there are so many things out there that you need to do to protect yourself. Um, estate planning, making sure you have your power of attorney documents. If your children go off to college, make sure you have a power of attorney on them. Those are big things that um, protect your family and yourself. Um, making sure your social security number is protected. So, you know, your taxes are you know, which is nobody takes your tax return or huh. your social security benefits um, or nobody's ruining your credit because that is a horrible place to try and get out of. Yeah. And you had no, you have no control over it and someone can I, just destroy it. I had a friend who um, he, him and his dad had the same name and his dad used his credit or his uh, social security card to apply for credit cards when he was a kid. And then so when he became an adult, he had all his debt and it was just, it's sad, but it is sad. And, um, this, the numbers and statistics on how many, like through Facebook and through social media and, um, ads that go on wherever and people fall for it all the time, especially, our, especially our older 
mm. our older yeah. group. And so to make sure that, you know, like we have parents that now have social security, but we need to be aware how to help protect them. Or if they start asking questions, you're like, okay, this doesn't sound right. Something's going on. Where do we go get help? Um, so it's important for all of us to really understand and know where that is. Cause I know my generation, I'm g- technically Gen X and you know, we grew up with computers, but it's still, uh, it's still weird. It's ever us. changing too. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, our 11 year old comes up and just starts showing us things or whatever. I'm like, Oh my, Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, you know, so we've got to protect. It's another place we have to protect our, our kids. And my, I mean, I don't know it all. And I'm sometimes I'm like, Oh my, I get scared because I start to realize what's really out there. Yeah. I just recently did a, a Google search on just my name and I typed in like David Hess, Lansing, Michigan, and like all this information pops up and I'm like, I didn't realize all that information about myself was out there. Yeah. Your address, your yeah. name, um, former phone numbers. Yeah. Websites. Tr- like spouses, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally everything. Like yeah. I was like, wow, it's crazy. It is. It like is. 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been a thing. No. Um, I remember 10, like 10 years ago. No, it was more than 10 years ago. It was like probably, it was like 2013. Um, I, so I grew up in foster care and so I lost contact with my mom and, you know, and I, when I was 18, I was like, I'm going to try to find her now. And the only thing I knew was her name, her first name and last name. And then, so I started doing Google searches and this was back before like Facebook was really a big thing. And like the internet was obviously pretty, pretty big, but it wasn't like how it is now. And I just started like doing Google searches on her name. Couldn't really find much, found some old court records. And through that, I was able to find like a relative's name. And then through Facebook, I was able to find her. And then she like led me to my mom, which is crazy. But the fact that like back then it was possible. And then now it's even more insane. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy, crazy world we're living in. It is. It is. It's like a giant Rolodex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all the information's out there. They used to say, you know, people don't know things or don't know how to take care of themselves because the information isn't available. Well, now it's all available. And that's one thing that I I love about the internet is I, I use it as a tool, but I feel like most people don't. It's like we have literally the, the power of the world at our hand, at our fingertips. We can learn anything at any given time. And most people just use it to repost things on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely need to use our skills and our resources for the power of the good and protect ourselves from the bad. And we feel like the self-defense event is something using the power for good. We feel like the comedy is the power of good. There's so much, there's so much um, hurt and damage and hard things in life and people have stopped laughing with each other and together that's a lot of the reason why we talked about doing the comedy club and getting it started because we want everybody to come together and just take a deep breath and have a good time and forget about what's out there in the world in a safe place full of love I think, and that's so important because I mean, like we had mentioned, so many people are on their phones all the time. And when you can get away from that and you can detach by doing something that like is in a group of people where you're like interacting with other people, like whether it's 
physical or just sitting in a crowd, listening to somebody tell jokes and laughing, laughing with a group of people is like so powerful and uh, healing as well. I, like I remember we went and seen Kevin Hart um, quite a few years ago. And one thing he had mentioned was comedy is a, um, how do you word it? It was like comedy is a, is a form of healing in a sense. Cause I mean, when, when you can just laugh, you forget about all the other struggles in life and everything else doesn't matter in that moment. You're just having a good time. You are. And you're breathing, you're breathing in your soul. Yeah. You're able to take a deep breath when you're laughing and stuff. You have to take a deeper breath. You have to open up your chest and that way, you know, things get, get uh, sneak in a little bit and be like, Hey, you're an amazing person. Or, yeah. you know, the Holy spirit is sitting here laughing with you. It's just a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we expect to see you soon then. At the, at the <laughs> I'm show. sure I'll be there. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I've seen advertisements for that on, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the marketing guru for us too. He's pastor, marketing guru, <laughs> graphic designer, pitching coach, you know, whatever we need, he's, mm. he's functioning. Yeah, that's that's important to know all those different things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what is what is your expected uh, turnout for this? How many people do you want to see come to the event? Yeah, we set an outrageous goal of <laughs> of a hundred of a hundred people to attend. Um, that will be really tight. Um, but if we have a hundred, if we have two hundred people, we will find we have the room, um, and we'll just make it work. That would be amazing if we could have that kind of um, attendance and um, um, experience overall. I think that would be a tremendous amount of fun. If we don't set big goals, we won't we won't succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's that would be awesome to have two hundred people in one room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, laughing and learning and sharing. You know, you're sitting at a table and you're writing down all the things that are hurting you, and you get to share those um, with other people. And if they're praying people, they're going to just automatically put a prayer over you. And if they're not, they're going to send nice thoughts for you and maybe see, you know, Christianity is really a, a wonderful thing. It's not what society has seemed to make it into yeah, I, I so I grew up Baptist, and uh, I talk a lot about it on the podcast, but my experience growing up in church was very bad. But I do know that most churches aren't like that, and I know that most churches are accepting. It's it's more of like your old school type of churches that are just like set in their ways. They, they're not willing to accept people from outside. Um, but I do know that like most churches, like especially a lot of the like younger crowd where you have younger crowds are more accepting of people yeah and um i don't remember where i was going with this <laughs> but i grew up in church and um the camaraderie that you get with people that are in one room you know where they're all like believing something and they're listening to and they're just congregated together and worshiping together is again is that sense of community and again for a lot of people they need that you do, you do, and there's something amazing in walking into a sanctuary or whatever you're going to and worshiping together. Tim has says it much more eloquently than I do, but um, you, you need that. You need that reminder. You need that pause, 
And that's one of our passions is making it a safe place for anybody. I don't care what you look like, what you, Tim always says, what you did last night, what you did an hour ago. (laughs) I'm not quoting him very well, but um, there's a reason I sit in the sound booth and he's down in front. But, um, but that, I mean, we are a safe place for anyone, even if you don't believe, you know, come and sit and ask, like he's starting a, um, a new series that's actually the day after our event. So on the 15th on Sunday, it's a five week series called the evidence of God. And he, and it's, um, it is one of the most interesting, it gets into math. It gets into these world renowned scientists that have based on this, they've changed their faith. Um, It's a, it's tremendous information for people to just sit and listen to and just take a moment and doing it in a place where you feel safe, where you feel like you can sit down, take a deep breath, and no one's going to look at you funny or pass judgment on you. Um, you know you're just in a safe place, and you're going to get a couple of jokes in the sermon as well. Um, and so you just, you just, <laughs> yeah, or he dresses up like Darth Vader or whatever it happens to be that day. But um, you're in a place where you can just allow yourself to breathe and the Holy Spirit can speak to you. And even if it does nothing for you the next day or today, it might five or 10 years from now. Right. And so we've got to be able to plant the seeds and remind people that um, God and Jesus are all about love. And that's it. I mean, it's as simple as that. And having a safe place to do that and learn that is 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 really what our our goal is as we as we work through church and the women's event and comedy that's our whole whole goal i love that you guys are doing stuff that would be because like for instance when i grew up in church one of the things that was like talked about is you should not do things of the world or be a part of the world like essentially because of the appearance of evil like you want to separate yourself from the world including like the way you dress and the way you talk and the music you listen to the places you go like movie theaters and certain stores and things like that just because like somebody might drive by and see you walking in and they're just they assume or judge that you're going to go watch a movie that you know might be watching 50 50 shades gray but you could be going to a kid's movie they don't know but regardless like it's these judgments that people put on you but one thing that um like growing up in church they never really partook in like comedy because comedy for instance would have been like known as like this evil thing that (laughs) that you shouldn't partake in but you're doing it clean you're doing it clean you're doing it the right way and but you're doing something that would bring people in some something that people would be interested in but you're doing it in in the way that that fits your guys's narrative essentially and and i like that I, i think that's respectable and i i appreciate that Thank you very much. I mean, we're, we're like, like Emily said, we're really safe and there is something about being able to walk into a beautiful, uh, beautiful historic building and to sit down with people from different generations, different ethnicities, different everything, any demographic you could possibly imagine, um, different belief levels. I mean, we have people sitting out there every week that I know for a fact that I'm friends with that, 
don't believe anything that are kind of, eh, we'll see. I'm willing to listen to you, all that kind of stuff. But, but love each other and laugh together. And when you laugh together, you grow together and you start trusting each other. And then you just, you hear the information and, um, whatever happens from there happens from there. But we want to be a church for people that have doubts and for people that have been hurt by churches in the past. That's really, that's one of kind of our mission statement type things because there are so many people out there that stopped going to church when their parents got divorced because of what happened in the church or you could name a million other things. Mm -hmm. And so you got all these people that are walking around and I call them homeless Christians because (laughs) they still believe in God. I mean, there's still a huge part of the population that believes in God, but they've, for whatever reason it is, they saw something in church in religion that they said, you know what? I'm done with this. And, I want to say to those people that this is a place where you can come, not feel any pressure, and to just listen, come back, and and take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people that have been in those situations need a place where they can go that they feel accepted and they feel like they're not going to be judged. Because that's, I think, one of the biggest things with churches that people, and I've heard it over and over, they don't go to church because they, they feel judged. Yeah. And it, again, that's like that old school mentality. I, I grew up in the Baptist church. It was like extreme, like fundal, fundamental Baptist. Like that's what they call themselves. Women wore skirts and dresses. And I, I remember this <laughs> one situation where my friend, we were in high school and the teenagers would always sit in the front two rows. And um, my friend brought his girlfriend to, to church Sunday morning service. She wore a mini skirt. And sat in the very front row next to her boyfriend, and the youth pastor, youth pastor's wife, came up and brought her and made her sit in the back, the very far, like, back of the church. And she never came back after that. Well, well, what do you expect? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. we're 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 definitely not perfect, um, but we like to we're family, and so. You know, some days are good, some days are bad, some days are phenomenal yeah. and exciting. And, but we all just try to love each other as best we can every day. Yeah, that's important. That's so important. Um, is there anything else you want to promote about the event or any upcoming events you guys have? Obviously, you, t- you talked about the series that you're starting. Um, I want to learn, learn a little bit more about that. Yeah, the series is um, the evidence for God's existence. Yeah, because so many people have questions. In fact, we all do. I mean, I'm a pastor and I see things happen and I'm just like, oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I, and I have to, it, it takes even me a bit to go, you know, how do I feel about that? And so if pastors feel like that, and I think if they're honest, they'll say they do, everybody does. And, mm-hmm. and, if, and if, that, if that gentleman sitting in the back says, oh, I have, I have no doubts, I'm complete, <laughs> then he's lying, you know, he's right. just lying right back there. And so we all do. And so every now and then it's good to kind of go back to the basics and say, this is why we believe what we believe. We don't just expect you to like, you know, this is what it says, believe it, you know, right. or else. Um, we want to present that. And so during these weeks, we're going to be going through some science stuff. We're going to going to be looking at a lot about the resurrection of Jesus and all the historical documents, where we get those from, why they're so different than other historical documents, um, all that kind of stuff. That that lets, but not in a pushy way. I mean, it just lets you decide. This is the stuff 
um, said in a way with no propaganda. And, you know, we want you to have this information so you can make an intelligent decision. And so hopefully, since I think there's something special about Jesus, um, hopefully you'll keep coming and keep giving him a chance and we'll take it from there. Are you, uh, obviously, uh, you're a pastor, but like how much are you into like theology and stuff like that? I, I get in, I get into it a little yeah. bit. I, I try not to um, get overly obsessive about it because yeah. I feel like a lot of churches, they get so into theology and what's the exact right and the exact wrong. Like there's going to be some kind of huge exam as you enter heaven and, <laughs> you know, the better they do on that exam, they're going to get up there somewhere. And I don't think that's it at all. I mean, I... Jesus chose 12 people who were, you know, not formally educated, didn't know much. And those 12 people went out there and changed the entire world in just a few decades. So do you think that us as a civilization or just in people in general, we've put too much focus on what is right and what's wrong as opposed to just focusing on the the good and the bad and I, I do. And what I we're think, supposed to do and what we're not yeah, supposed to do. Um, the churches that we've kind of, you know, kind of just mentioned, you know, is the ones that we think are being a little judgmental. The reason they come across as judgmental is because they're too focused on the rules. They're too focused. I mean, I've witnessed a gentleman, you know, just look at somebody with what appeared to me like hatred at somebody walking into the church, pointing a finger and go, take that hat off. You're not supposed to wear that here. And that is taking rules way too seriously. I mean, and when you're, and when you're to the point where that's how you're meeting people, that's not a Jesus way to meet people. That's focusing on the rules. Now I, I, I believe there is truth, you know, I mean, I'm a Christian who believes that Jesus is Lord. I want to make that clear, but I, I don't, um, even Jesus himself, as he walked around the earth, he met people wherever they were. Um, he, I, one of the things I love to say in sermons is if Jesus is God and he was either God or he was a lunatic, one or the other, because, I mean, there's no middle ground based on what he said. And so if Jesus is God, he could have walked around earth looking at every single person and go, I know what you did last night. Oh my gosh, that thought that just went through your head. How can you even look at your mom after thinking that? (laughs) Oh my gosh, what you did, you need to go to the temple right now and make a sacrifice after that. He could have spent his entire life walking around and judging every single person he saw because he was perfect, but he didn't. He didn't do any of that. He just met people where they were and, and he loved them and well, and that was one of the things, though. Like he would hang out with prostitutes, and he would he would kind of like go towards the people that Absolutely. that were society would cast out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I so I think I mean, if anything, we should take something from that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's why that's why we are the church. The we are that way as a church. We we take it seriously. We're we believe Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, he literally said those three words, do not judge. I mean, those three words came out of his mouth. And so if we're going to be his followers, that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to judge. We, we believe in truth. We believe that Jesus is, is the Savior, but, but we don't judge. We, wherever you are, come join us. If you don't believe exactly the way we do, we don't care. Come on, enjoy us. You know, it's just just the same way as Jesus. As the crowds followed, 
You don't have to take a test and get all the right answers. You, you, you may never agree with me on every little detail, but join us anyway. Yeah. That was one thing that uh, growing up in church is, it, it seemed like what, what became belief was like a lot of your, um, just like your personal, uh, how do, what, what do I want to call it? Like standards, like your standards almost became like, like religious beliefs in the church. It was weird. And so now because like the pastor had certain standards that he would follow, people in the church started following those same standards as if it was like the religion. And yeah, that caused a lot of problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My favorite thing is um, Tim's a great storyteller and he, he makes it, (laughs) um, he makes it in today's, he, he reads straight from the Bible and he makes the story relevant to today and you have to watch the whole sermon or you miss, it's like, he's a, he's like perfect movie where you don't know which direction it's going to go. And then bam, right at the end, it, he ties it all together. It's, it's amazing. So he's, it's, wow. it's enjoyable too. So do you plan it that way? Like how do you, when you, when you get in, when you're preparing for a sermon, like what does that process look like? I, well, it, it starts with a scripture, you know, just taking the story. I'm a, I'm a storyteller, so, you know, I, I like the stories and to get into them and um, to, yeah, take something from the beginning, tie it back to the end. But there's always, you know, like we've been talking about, we get lost in the details. And usually the biblical author has just this one idea that needs to come across about us that will impact us no matter when we're living in today's world. And if you can get that idea across, like um, we're recording this Saturday, tomorrow I'm preaching a sermon called Under the Broom Tree. And my beautiful wife here, we're about to go to the church after this, and she is going to build a broom tree. And it's going to be a bunch of brooms tied together oh. where I'm going <laughs> to sit under. It's not exactly what it was in the Bible, you know, but, and, but the whole message is about mental illness. And um, it's about how Elijah in the Old Testament runs away and contemplates suicide. And, and, and depression is something that you almost never hear a preacher talk about. I mean, you, it, we don't want to get into stuff like that because it's messy. But so many people deal with depression and suicidal thoughts and all of the other uh, mental illnesses that they have that in this biblical story that was written, oh, I mean, like 3,000 years ago, we have this Old Testament prophet, the most famous one, who runs away, sits under this broom tree, and contemplates suicide. And so if this really, really famous biblical person is contemplating suicide, then that could happen to anybody. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person if you have um, some kind of mental illness like that going on. And so tomorrow, I want to talk about that, you know, getting people help and um, before it's too late, that kind of stuff. That's very cool. I like that. Um, and I like that you apply it to today, today's world, things that we struggle with today. Because I, I feel like from my experience of going to church, there was like a disconnect in the way it was taught and the way that it was you're supposed to apply it to today's life. I mean, you can hear the stories over and over and over again, but if you don't know how to apply it or you don't know how to like even look at it in a way of today's society, then it's kind of pointless to hear. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and we miss out on those um, people that have questions and, and do need to come in or just do need a little extra love. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. And like you had said, mental illness is so big today. It's so, so rampant. So if you can learn a lesson and, and you can, you know, if you can hear a story of, from somebody in the Bible who was so significant, like you had said, and you can learn to apply maybe some of the different lessons that are taught in the Bible, then that could be significant in somebody's depression or anxiety or whatever it is that they're struggling with in life. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about, promote? We have our event on the October 14th, and then on November 11th, we have... Uh, we have our next women's event, which yeah. is going to be... Is it actually a women's event? Or? Well, I mean, <laughs> once again, I mean, fair, once again, fair, fair. that's how we're kind of promoting it, this one. It's, it's a stand-up comedy show, but we're... We're promoting it as the next women's event. So we'll be selling tickets for it at this women's event. And a wonderful lady named Tracy DeGraff, who lives in the Chicago area, is going to be coming up here to do her brand of comedy, which is geared a lot towards ladies. Um, She is a lady. And so (laughs) we think that the the crowd will have there will love it. But, you know, I mean, like I said, we we don't turn anybody away. We're not doing anything like that so that'll be cool. a fun event and then we'll have more comedy events coming out um and then other things in general so. cool yeah. do you guys have a website or do you have to buy tickets to go to this event this this next weekend the 14th that event? no just show up and you can you can go online and and fill out a form and sign up or you can click i'm going to attend on the event thing on the facebook it helps if you fill out the form just so we can have a general idea of how many people are going to be there and be and be prepared. So we're asking everybody. So the website is www.christcommunitylansing.org and then slash women. Okay. We'll, we'll take you right to it. And you just a little short little form to fill out, and that just lets us know you're coming. Cool. There, there's no cost. Cool. I'll put that in the show notes. So Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Thank All you guys right. for doing this. It was fun. And yes. uh, maybe you guys want to do it again if – you know, yeah, we have another event you want to promote or Mm -hmm. just even we want to come on and talk about, uh, different religious things. Yeah, that's fun. I'm always interested in learning on different topics. So thanks for making this easy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks guys.